But yeah, welcome guys to uh, the friendship class or three of a kind is, is a specific name on the lesson sheet. And, and like we said, we'll, we'll try not to go too long so you guys can get to lunch. But um, my name is Jordan, if you don't know me, and I know we just kind of all introduced ourselves, but um, I'm from Nashville or more specifically Murfreesboro. Um, like I live like five minutes from MTSU and me and my amazing wife, we help to uh, serve the campus there and serve uh, the campuses in downtown Nashville, like Lipscomb, Tennessee State, Vanderbilt, Belmont, all those schools. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if you want to say anything or if you want to introduce yourself at all. Or yes, I'm a Maris. My name is Maris. Um, we are, yeah, we live in Nashville area. We moved there about a month ago. Well, really a month ago today. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, we're originally from like the Atlanta area. Um, yeah. yeah. Amen. Well, before we get started, though, I'm going to pray for us real quick and then uh, we can dive on in. But uh, God, just uh, so grateful that uh, we get to spend this weekend to uh, draw close to you and to have uh, these lessons from all these different guys and girls to learn from your word and to learn from David and uh, his life and to draw close to you, God. And I really just pray that uh, you can speak through me and Amaris today and that your spirit can really be guiding us to say really specific things that we can really touch uh, each person's and ears' hearts um, as they grow closer in their friendships with uh, their friends and that they can grow closer to you as well and that they can have friendships that are three of a kind with you in them as well. Um, but God, I, we love you, and we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, if you want to go to First uh, Samuel 18, we'll be kind of starting from there today. But obviously, as you guys came here, you came to learn more about relationships. You came to learn more about friendships and to dive, dive deeper in them and to learn more about them. And hopefully, we can do that for you guys today. And we're really specifically looking at David and Jonathan's friendship and uh, looking at some things that we thought were really really fascinating about their friendship and things that were just really different even from friendships nowadays and, and kind of what we see in their friendship. But uh, as you guys are flipping there, I'll, uh, I'll start reading for us. Is it uh, verse 1, 1 through 5? It says, After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return home to his family. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his tunic and even with his sword and his bow and his belt. And so as as we look at this, it's kind of the beginning of their friendship, where they first got to know each other. The thing that sticks out to me immediately is when Jonathan loved him as himself. And when I look at them, I'm like, that is a really interesting thing. That is a really amazing thing. And what I love about that is it, it reminds me so much of obviously the greatest commandment that Jesus tells us, to love God with our whole heart, our whole mind, and everything that we have, and, and to love our neighbors as, as ourselves, and to love like this. And I think that's just incredible that Jonathan has this love for David like this. And if we want to be and strengthening friendships, if we want to be in deep relationships with our friends, we've got to have a love like this for one another. We have to love them as ourselves. And friendships in the world, at least for me, in the marriage, what we think is we see dull friendships in the world. We see friendships that are surface level, that are just about, you know, video games, or maybe they're just about this Netflix series that you guys love and you know everything about it. 
um, or maybe a common interest. Maybe it's just you guys simply like the same football team or you maybe just like the same, uh, I don't know, you like Beyonce and that's all you guys talk about, her new album that's coming up. Or maybe you're talking about, uh, you know, friends with benefits, to be honest. You know, I've been friends that you're like, you know, you don't really know much about each other, but you can help each other to pleasure each other, whatever way it may be. Um, and that's kind of what we see in these, these friendships. But specifically with Jonathan and David, there's three things that we want to focus on today and kind of look at and examine and kind of dive deeper into. And one of them is a God-focused friendship and a God-centered friendship. Two is a selfless friendship. And our last one is emotionally vulnerable friendship. And obviously their friendship was not limited to these three things, but these are three things that really stuck out to us and we really thought were some really, really amazing qualities in their friendship. Um, if you guys can flip to 1 Samuel 23, that's kind of where we'll, we'll start as I'm looking at uh, their God-centered friendship. And uh, picking up in verse 16, I'll, I'll start it for us. It says, And Saul's son Jonathan went to David Horish and helped him find strength in God. Don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel, and I will be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. The two of them made a covenant before the Lord. Then Jonathan went home, but David remained at Horesh. So when I first look at this, I see that this friendship was based on helping each other to love God first. And I love that that we see that Jonathan went to David in this time to help him find strength in God. And I think what's cool about this is we got to find friendships that are centered around God. We want to help our friends draw closer to God. We want to find people that are intimately in love with God and to help them to do these things. Um, we don't have to flip back to that, but in 1 Samuel 18, I think one of the things that attracted uh, David to Jonathan is that he obviously saw him just slay Goliath, but I think when he saw his, his zeal and his love for God, and he saw that he had this eagerness to stand up for God and to not let people def, uh, defy God. And I think that's what originally attracted Jonathan to him. And I also think that in the conversations that David had with Saul and talking, you know, I could picture some of the conversations and be like, yeah, I just wasn't let this guy about to stand up to, you know, to you guys and tell you guys how bad God is and, you know, Everybody was scared of him. I wasn't going to let that happen anymore. And I thought Jonathan was like, that's a guy I want to be a friend with. That's a guy I want to make a covenant to be a friend with. I want to have a deep friendship with that type of guy. So as we look at 1 Samuel 23, we need to help each other to find strength in God. We've got to have friendships that go after these type of qualities. And we've got to help draw close to God. Do you go to your friends when they're in times of need? And what I mean by that, I mean like physically, do you go and be with them when they're in times of need? You know, as we read this passage in First in First Samuel twenty three, it says, "And Saul's son Jonathan, Saul's son Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. He literally went from where he was to go to be with David to strengthen him to be closer to God. He didn't just call him. He didn't just send him a text. He didn't just say, "Hey, man, I'm praying for you." When he saw him a couple days later at church, but he physically went to be with him to strengthen him and to be with him you got to love someone as yourself. Give up whatever you're doing as did Jonathan. And can you even imagine what Jonathan did in some of those moments? I think when I think about those moments, I don't think he just went with him and was like fist bump or was him like, you know, give him a big hug. But I think he was wrestling with David in those moments and being like, dude, I know what you're feeling, man. Like, let's just pray. Let's pray for hours right now. Let's do whatever we got to do to help find strength in God. You know, let's read it for a couple hours. Let's just draw close to God, you know. 
If you need to just yell at me, yell at me right now. Whatever we got to do, let's do it together. Let's figure it out. Let's work together as a team. And I think sometimes what we can do, I know what sometimes I can do, is I can just send somebody a verse over a text, or you know, I can just say, hey man, I'm praying for you, or hey man, you know, if you need help, just come to me, just let me know, and then I'll just kind of leave it out. Kind of, you know, want to seem like I'm going to help them out, but I don't really go that extra length to be like, no, I'm going to come help you. No, I'm going to intervene. I'm going to be there for you and do this with you. And I'm going to mourn with you. I'm going to weep with you. And I'm going to do these things with you. Um, and I bet even in this time, David was feeling really confused. He was feeling really hurt. He was feeling really betrayed. He was probably even feeling, he was even kind of hating God. Like, why is all this stuff going on right now? What is going on? And what's really cool about this scripture as well is in NLT, it says, Jonathan encouraged him to stay strong in his faith. And the reason I think that's really cool is it reminds me in Mark 2 where Jesus saw their faith when the guys were lowering the paralyzed man and Jesus saw them and he was like, that's because of their faith. You know, this guy's sin is, sins are forgiven. And I think sometimes we need to intervene in our friends' lives to do that. We need to intervene and provide them that faith. We've got to increase their faith sometimes, guys. We've got to be those people. Something I also think that's really amazing about this friendship that is so clearly God-centered friendship is, I don't know about any of you guys, but I don't have any friendships where I started with a covenant with my friend. It was like, hey man, like we're going to be friends and like we're swearing by it. Like you can't, you can't not be my friend. Like you have to do it. We're going to become <laughs> friends. I don't have any friendships like that. I wish I did. That would be pretty cool, but I don't. But I think that's really amazing that Jonathan had this type of friendship with him. He's like, dude, I'm dedicating myself to you. I am committing to you, my friendship. I'm committing my life to you, to be with you. You know, I bet David even at times doubted this friendship. Raymond was kind of like, you know, can I trust him? Can I really pour out everything I have to him? Can I really lean on him? Can we really be intimate friendships or intimate friends with each other? Even at one point, David does say, show me this loyalty or kill me. Like, he was feeling a lot of stuff going on. But guys, sometimes we need to reaffirm our friendships with each other and be like, dude, I'm going to be here with you. Like, let's sit down and let's make a covenant. Like, that may sound weird, but sometimes we even need to do that with our friends and be like, dude, I will be here with you through thick and thin, no matter what it is, I'm gonna inconvenience myself to convenience you. My friendship is more important than, than my life. You mean more to me. And I think sometimes we really need to do that and make God the center of that friendship to where we are making a covenant like this with our friends. Um, but I'm gonna hand it over to Amaris and let her share a few thoughts on this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so obviously we're all here because we want to grow in our friendships, right? Um, and I think David and Jonathan really are such an inspiring example of what it looks like to be good friends. Um, I know for me, even going through this lesson, it really helped me to think through my friendships. Um, and really, I think something I was thinking of when I was thinking of being God-focused and that that should be the center of your relationship is that it's just so difficult for me to remember that it is a three-way relationship. You know, like it's all three of us. It's me, my friend, and God. Um, I think it's just something I overlook a lot of times. And I think the reason I noticed that is because I started thinking about, you know, what do I do when my friends come to me with issues? What does it look like? And most of the time, it doesn't look like me leading them to God. Um, a lot of times when my friend comes and just has, you know, something that happened and wants to talk about it, it's me giving them advice or me being like, oh yeah, like I feel like that too. Or, you know, kind of turns into like a little bit of a emotional dump session. 
which we can talk a little bit about later. But I think it was just really convicting to me, um, reading about how they strengthened each other to be closer to God, um, David and Jonathan. And, um, yeah, I think it, it just really made me think, like, do I do that with my friends? Um, so I just started asking myself some questions, so I just thought I'd share some of them. Um, what do you do, like, when your friends come to you with issues? Uh, I think it's good to think, like, what does that look like when someone comes to you and wants to talk? Is it about your experience? Is it about how sad that is that happened? Or is it really trying to be, bring someone closer to God um, in this time? Um, and then another question that I was just thinking is, you know, why am I friends with my friends? What's the reason? And I know um, this week in, when we were in Nashville, we talked about friendships. And one thing that Kendall said is, like, what is, like, um, a define, what are the defining characteristics in your friendships? And it really helped me to think a lot, um, like, why am I friends with my friends? Is it because we're close to God and we want to be close to each other? Or is it because we have a lot of fun together? Is it because we have a lot of things in common? Um, we get along. And I think it just really helped me to think, like, wow, if I want to have a great friendship, those really shouldn't be the reasons that we're friends. The reason should be because we're God-centered and because God is the focus and it's brought us together. And it, it helps because then you're not just being friends with people that you're, you know, are the same as you, but you can be friends with anyone because um, your common interest really is God. Mm-hmm. So what are the defining qualities of your friends? You know, like what makes you guys friends with your friends? Um, mm-hmm. Are your closest friendships centered around God or are they centered around other things? And um, another question I had to ask myself is like, how often do I really talk to my friends about my relationship with God? Like, do they know what's going on this week in my relationship with God? Um, Do they know what's hard about my relationship with God? Do they know what I enjoy about my relationship with God? Um, And I think that's just something I can fall short in a lot of times. And um, then Jordan asked me, like, well, how often do you pray with your friends? You know, like, are you connected in that way um, by praying and bringing your request to God? I think that was just really convicting to me. So... Yeah, amen, amen. Um, and kind of, So the second point we have is selfless friendships. And that friendships need to be selfless. And that you need to be selfless in your friendships. Um, and I really, really encourage you guys, even amongst this weekend or even after this weekend, to really read through First Samuel and then Second Samuel, obviously learn about David's life. But I really encourage you specifically to look at this part of their friendship with David and Jonathan. And to read from 1 Samuel 18 to the end of 1 Samuel and in the little small parts of 2 Samuel continues their friendship in, in kind of really unique ways we'll to talk about. But I really just encourage you guys to read that. It's really, really awesome. Uh, and the reason I say that, though, is as you just look at the overall story of David and Jonathan, it is so clear to see how selfless Jonathan and David were in their friendship with each other and how at the center of them being selfless was just humility. It was just flat out. They were just humble to one another. They were humble to serving each other. Um, and I think it was so cool even just even the, the lesson that Kendall just had that we were talking about submitting to, each other, submitting to each other. And I think Jonathan was such a prime example of submitting himself to David. Like, dude, like, what do you need? I'm there. I'm going to be your friend. Like, I'm committing myself to you. I think it just shows that he valued, valued David's life over his own. And I think sometimes what's interesting when we talk about this is it's not that you're lowering yourself or lowering your, uh, your value of your own life, but yet you're just valuing somebody's life just so great that you're like, 
Your life is so important to you. Like, what can I do? How can I help you? What do you need? I am there for you. And I think what's cool as you read the story of David and Jonathan, you see so many different times where, J- where Jonathan is going to be with David. He goes to protect him. He goes to defend him and talk to his dad and be like, Dad, what are you, what are you talking about? David's he's not, the, he's not a crazy guy. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, this is, this is crazy what you're talking about. And even a couple times, you know, Saul tries to kill me, throws a spear at him and almost kills his own son and stuff. And I even think just even kind of the family... I don't know if you want to say drama or turmoil that was going on when they were having family dinners and, and Saul was talking about how crazy David was and all this and that. And then Jonathan was defending them and like just sitting around the table just seeing what's going on. And sometimes we need to be there for our friends like that and really stick up for them and talk about them in those ways and encourage them. Um, I think it was selfless of Jonathan to, to really be like, you know, I don't care if this is going to be awkward. I don't care if this is going to be, you know, hard on me. You know, I'm going to stick up for David. I'm going to live for him. I'm going to really help him out. I think another thing that's even really, really humbling when I read the scriptures is literally in the scripture we keep looking back to where in verse 17 of chapter 23, it says, Don't be afraid, he said, my father, my father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel and I will be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. And what I think is so cool about that is like Jonathan has humbled himself to being like, dude, I don't care if I'm in line to be king. I don't care about any of that stuff. Like you are a righteous man. You are a godly man. And I see that. And that's all that I care about. All I care about is helping you and helping you uh, to be in a better state just and not be oppressed by my father in just such, a, such an unrighteous way, such an uncalled for way. I'm going to be a friend that sticks through you through this, even knowing that, in a sense, I'm in a little higher place than you because I should be the king, but I don't care about that. It doesn't matter to me. And I think that's so cool when I look at uh, Jonathan's life like that. And that Jonathan only seriously wanted to give and help David out. Um, and something that Evan Amaris was talking about when we were kind of uh, listening with one another about this is, is I can kind of picture a little bit how much insecurity that Jonathan probably had with all this stuff going on and being like, you know, I'm not going to be king one day or what's David going to do when he becomes king maybe? You know, will he still be my friend or will this still go on? Or even, you know, like I was talking about with the drama and the hurt in the family and even him being like, my, my dad probably hates me now. Like my dad just can't stand me. He's trying to kill me. He's, you know, he's trying to kill David. He's trying to kill one of my best friends. And there's so much stuff that Jonathan could be going through, but he didn't focus on that stuff. He didn't focus on that. What he focused on was his friendship with David and that David was his best friend and that he was going to take care of David. He was going to look out for David. And as I look at this and as we look at their life, clearly Jonathan expected nothing in return. He expected nothing from David. He just wanted to do this for his, you know, his betterment of uh, David. Sorry, I keep flicking up the names. Um, But... So guys, do you guys have friendships where you expect nothing in return and your main goal is to encourage them, is to love them, is to help them draw closer to God? You're trying to make a selfless friendship where you're denying yourself, you're giving to them, you're trying to encourage them to be closer to God, you're praying with them, you're reading scriptures with them, you're wrestling with them. Are you having friendships that are like this or are they friendships where... You know, what the world says is just common interests. It's just, you know, you hang out with each other, you laugh with each other, and, and don't take anything wrong. It's not bad to have friendships like that. That's awesome. I think friendships really need that among them. If 
you know, if you want to be friends, that stuff, you know, helps you to encourage and build up your friendship. But if it's solely on those things, you know, your friendship will, it won't go any deeper than that. You know, you won't help each other to grow. Um, but I'm going to let Amaris continue to expand a little bit more on some of those thoughts. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I know, at least for women, I can only speak for myself. Um, friendship can be, like, a huge source of insecurity um, in life. Just even, you know, like, I know I can ask myself questions in different phases in life, especially now, like, being in a new place and not knowing anyone, like, so, you know, like, do I have enough friends, or, you know, do people like me, am I boring, like, do my, well, my friends back home still, like, want to talk to me, and it can be, like, a huge source of insecurity, I think, especially, like, for me, like, like I said, moving, I find myself thinking about friendship a lot, and, like, wondering, like, will I have friends, you know, um, yeah, I think it for me, it, it, because of that, it can be really hard for me to think selflessly and think um, about giving to other people with, without like um, expecting something in return. Because I think many times I can be like, okay, so who's meeting my needs? Like, who who's coming to talk to me? Like, she doesn't want to come. She hasn't come spoken to me. So like, I'm not gonna go speak to her, you know? Um, and it can it can like kind of go through my brain. But I think. You know, um, that wasn't their friendship at all. They were thinking about each other. And I'm sure if they're thinking about each other, they're thinking about other people as well. Um, And so I think, yeah, it just is really inspiring to me because I think um, I can relate, you know, to how difficult it is to be selfless. And I think about, like, how, kind of what you're saying, like, how I would feel in David's situation. Like, probably so much, like, so much insecurity so much worry, you know? Um, and I think at the end of the day, like he, he didn't let it be an excuse, even though he was in difficult times to be giving to his friend, um, and probably so many other people. And he continued to be outward focused. I know like for me, when things get difficult and I'm busy or I'm worried or, you know, even moving, like it's very easy for me to be inward focused and focused on like what I need. Um, and I think that just doesn't really make for a great friend (laughs) to be inward focused. I think, um, you know, it's just, you know, it's difficult. Um, even when I'm like in my life right now, it's difficult for me to be giving to my friends at home because I'm so focused on like inward and like what I need. And, um, you know, I think something I just, I see in their friendship is that they're willing to give to people into their friendship no matter what's going on. It's not a matter of like convenience or, you know, when things are going well that I can be a great selfless friend, but at all times, like they were focused on selflessly giving to each other. It wasn't really even a thought that they wouldn't, they just did. Um, yeah, and I think another thing, like something that helps me to like get to that place is thinking like, so who is it that I want to give to even though I know I probably won't get anything in return from this friendship? I think that's just humbling to me to, to realize like I don't, it doesn't always have to be like, I'm only gonna be friends with people who are gonna give back to me, but who is it that I'm really trying to give to and invest in even though I probably won't get anything back? Um, and I just love the point of like doing having friendship without expecting anything in return and i think that's really what makes a good friend and can really help your relationships so mm. what about um, question yeah, go what for about it. like 
the amount of people you're investing those relationships in that are kind of a give and take relationship where it's like you're giving and like you're kind of ex like you, when you're in your strong friendships like you're both yeah. giving to each other but in those relationships where you know like you have to give and you probably are not going to get anything in return how what is like the healthy balance of like make sure you're not investing too much of those relationships like yeah. like too many people where you're cutting yourself like mm -hmm. and it's damaging to you yeah, yeah no i mean i think I think that's a great question. I think you have to find, like you said, a, a, a decent bit or a fair amount of those relationships where it's a lot of give and take, where you guys are both strengthening each other up. And then I think it's also going on the line of you got to find a number of friendships that you can pour a lot into, but it's not giving so much of yourself up to where you're like, I, I need friends that can help me out and stuff. I need to be filled up a little bit myself. Um, I think if we're way too much on the line of giving to so many people that we can't even fill ourselves up, it's just going to be a matter of time before you run out of fuel in the tank um, but I think for everybody it's different for some people you know you may be able to have two friendships where you're like I can give a lot to these people and I won't expect a lot in back I won't expect a lot in return if you want to say for some people maybe they can you know pour out to 15 people or something where they can pour a ton into them and, you know if they if they have two of those friends give back to them that's like that's all they need that's all they care for it's just who it is you know knowing you and stuff I bet you could be somebody that you can give the 15 people and you know if two people give back to you, you're like awesome that's great um, so for everybody, it's different. I think you just got to feel out, know where, know where you stand as far as, you know, emotionally, how much can you support and help somebody and even grow closer to God? How much can you go after that? I think it's different for everybody. I know for me, um, there's like a fine line and I just always have to see where I am in my, in my walk with God or even kind of where I'm at, where I'm at in life and figure out, you know, you know, can I invest in more and more people like this? Because even friendships like this, you know, it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of give. It's a lot of your heart to give this to this to somebody like this um so it's just kind of use you know go by your own wisdom and you know even probably get some advice and be like you know hey i feel like i'm pouring a lot into these people and i don't know if this is too much or how it's going but that's kind of the way i've done it and stuff and um i'm learning that some friends you know will you'll be a lot of give and take and then sometimes it'll be a lot more give and then it'll kind of go back to that so it's always fluctuating to your friendships and where where it is um, but I don't know if that answers yeah, that, 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 that a little bit. But, and, but also, like, what about like the opposite sex, like the opposite gender? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's interesting. Cause I think sometimes there should be lines of conversations that you guys can have and building each other up and growing closer with God. And even, um, those type of friendships are just unique. And uh, I think that we need opposite sex friendships to to relate more and be able to figure out stuff from each other and really grow closer with God and. I think women are a little bit more in touch with their emotions and help guys to get a little bit more emotionally connected with God. And I think guys can help women as well to get closer with God and lead um, in that way, in that type of example. But um, I think just like that, you just got to really get advice, get input from others and see how they go about those type of friendships. And um, yeah, but, but yeah, so our, our third and final point is uh, emotionally connected friendships and kind of tailored to what we were just talking about right there. But Friendships that you are emotionally invested with each other and really pouring out to each other and going after that. Um, but if you guys can flip to 1 Samuel 20, I'll be reading the uh, little uh, passage from right there. Um, it's in verse 41 through 42. And it says, After the boy had gone, David got up from the south side of the stone and bowed down before Jonathan three times with his face to the ground. Then they kissed each other and they wept together.
but David wept the most. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, for we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord is the witness between you and me, and between your descendants and and my descendants forever. Then David left, and Jonathan went back to town. I don't know about you guys, but once again, for me, I, I can't super relate to this. I, I haven't had many friendships where I was, I was saying goodbye to them, or I was saying, see you later, man, and just, we just started weeping with each other. We just started crying like that. And the reason I say it is I, this was a super intimate and emotional friendship that they had with each other. They loved each other so deeply like this that departing from one another, that they, they expressed themselves in this type of way. Um, I know for guys sometimes this can be really difficult to even show these type of emotions with each other. And I still, to this day, I really fight to be more emotional with guys. Um, something that's, I don't know if I would say funny, but just really honest is, even with me in America, sometimes she'll, t- she'll call me out and be like, I don't feel like I've ever seen you cry before. I don't feel like I've ever really seen you show emotions in that type of way. And I don't think it's any sort of way she's like, I want to see you cry and I want to be able to laugh at her. I want to see you cry because it was fake. But I think it's because she's like, I just want to see you in that state. I want to see your emotions. I want to see physically how you're feeling sometimes, not just hear it. But I want to be able to emotionally connect with you in those ways. And I think for us guys, like, we got to get comfortable in our friendships to grow closer with each other, to be able to do those type of things. We really got to cry, cry of joy sometimes and then cry in mourning sometimes. Like, we got to be able to express our emotions in that type of way. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be crying each time, but we can just pour out what we're truly feeling about something and be like, dude, I've been frustrated with this for weeks and for months and I just don't know why. And, and then continue to ask more and more questions and dig deeper and deeper and talk more about these things and just get to a point where you guys are hearing these intimate and deep things about each other, dig into each other's friendships. You know, I think the reason it says David wept the most, in my opinion here, is that I think David was like, this friendship of Jonathan loving me as himself is a type of friendship that I, I haven't experienced a friendship like this before. This is a friendship that is unique and a friendship that I crave for, a friendship that I hope I can have more friends like this, and I hope that I can give to friends like this. I think David felt that this was a friendship that he, he only wanted. He only wanted friendships like this, and that just having a taste of a friendship like this and having an intimate, deep friendship was just amazing to him. You know, I, I think it's funny whenever I kind of relate to people giving to me and, and doing things like this, I think of a, of a guy named Tom that just was a really, really amazing friend to me and poured his life into me. And it was a true example to me, at least, of somebody who loved himself or loved me as himself and would do anything for me and help me grow closer to God. At times, it was really awesome. I was like fired up. Other times, I wasn't fired up because he called me out on mistakes I had made and things that I had done that was stupid and was like, dude, like, what are you doing? And, but it was a friendship that he wasn't just going to be like, oh, dude, I know that's tough. You know, we all mess up, you know, if you mess up again, just let me know. I'll be here for you. But he was like, no, I don't want to see you mess up anymore. I don't want to see you be stupid anymore. I want to see you grow closer to God. You know, you probably should do this or you probably shouldn't do that. And it was also a friendship where he showed emotions and he helped me to show my emotions a little bit better. He helped me to be a little bit more emotional. I wish today I wasn't as emotional as I am, but I'm just an emotional guy. But, um, and I also think of a guy like Kendall. Um, Kendall's a guy where so quickly I feel like he's invested in me and has loved me as himself and that he has gone out of his way to help me. And I think we need friends like this, not only investing in us, but we need to invest in friends like this and to really love them like this and to be emotionally connected like that, guys, and to be able to weep and mourn and rejoice with each other and to act like this. 
You know, I think friendship like, friendships like these affect generations. And what I mean by that is one of the stories I was somewhat referring to in 2 Samuel 9 is later on after Jonathan unfortunately had passed away, David was like, how can I continue to show Jonathan my love through our friendship? How can I do this? And he, he finds one of Jonathan's relatives and he's, he's a man that's paralyzed and um, just isn't, isn't, I guess, normal if you want to say in that type of way. And that he's like, how can I show him this friendship? How can I show him this love? And Jonathan takes care of him. Jonathan help, or Jonathan, David helps him out and loves him and shows this friendship. And, and I just say that to, be, to say that, you know, these friendships that we go after and friendships like this affect generations. They affect people around, not only our friends, but affect their family, affect their, their friends, affect people that we don't even know. And that these friendships are so much more important and so much more valuable than we really think they are, guys. We really need to have these type of friendships. Where is the chapter that talks about that? 2 Samuel 9. 9? Yeah. Um, so, a question for you guys is, do you guys have friendships that strengthen each other? Or do you have just emotional and just deep friendships? And then that may be kind of a confusing question. And what I mean by that is, we probably have a lot of friendships where we're deep with each other, where we're emotional with each other, which is amazing, which is great, but then it results in nothing. And what I mean by that is sometimes we may have friendships where we just dump all this stuff on each other, like Amaris was saying, and we can just get really real, really raw with each other and just share just super intimate stuff and be like, dude, I, I totally feel like I hear you. And then you're like, amen, man. Well, if, it, you know, if you need to share that again, just, I'll, I'm here for you. And that's kind of all that it is. You don't, nothing happens from that. You don't call each other to a higher standard. You don't help each other. You don't pray with each other. You just leave it at that. And to be honest, I've had a lot of those friendships where we just get really deep and really real with each other. And sometimes I wonder, like, why do I not feel as connected with them as I would maybe hope so or hope for? And I think it's because they just know about these things, but they're not helping me grow closer with God. They're not helping me in these ways. They just know about them. And I think sometimes that can also be heartbreaking because we're like, we, we, we need people in our lives. We need people to invest in us. We also need to invest in people. So we need to have these friendships that we're really strengthening each other. Um, so, so guys, we just really, really need to go after these type of friendships where we are emotionally connected with each other, but also that we call each other to grow from those areas and to be more vulnerable with each other. Um, but once again, I'm going to, I'm going to give it back to Amaris and let her share some of her thoughts with this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when I think of David and Jonathan, like coming together and weeping together, it's like such a beautiful thought, you know, like, oh, they're, they're so close and they like can share anything. And it's definitely something I really like want in life. Um, but I think it's like a lot easier said than done to, to do that. Um, and to be able to be at that level of vulnerability where you can cry and weep. And maybe it's easier for some, for some than others. But um, I know for me, it's something that's difficult to be vulnerable. I think it's easy for me to like share a bunch of facts and a bunch of information about what's going on. And um, usually it's like after the fact, after I've done the crying, I can like come and like, you know, like this is what happened. This is what it looked like. But there's no like emotion involved in it. I really like, a lot of times I feel like I avoid those kinds of things. Like, coming somewhere like right after something happened and like just kind of burying my soul but I think they're a really good example of that um of what it looks like to just be completely vulnerable and to bear what's like just bear your soul to you know what's going on 
I think also something that is really cool, which I talked about earlier, is that you just, you know that they didn't like just spill their guts and cry and like complain about what's going on and then leave, you know, like they, they really, like Jordan was saying, they helped each other and strengthened each other um, with whatever was going on um, to be closer to God. Um, so a question I have is like, do you feel like you can, um, bring each other, bring you, your friendships back to God with their emotions? Is that what like it looks like in your friendships or does it look like things like, um, bearing your soul and you leave an hour later complaining about whatever the situation was and what, who and who and so did and you know how like they're the worst. Or does it look like bearing your emotions and then leaving feeling almost worse because, you know, you didn't go closer to grow closer to God? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's totally happened to me like so many times. I, I think I can share what happens and I leave just thinking more about it, you know, instead of leave think, having a solution, thinking about how I can grow closer to God in this moment um, or in this time. And um yeah, I think it's just, it's hard to do, though, to be vulnerable. I think, you know, in the world, it's easy just to have superficial friendships. And I really like comfort and ease. And so that's easy for me, like, to have a friend that I love to talk about my favorite TV show with. And, like, that's our thing. Or, you know, to have a friend that I love to go shopping with. And that's our thing. But uh, I think it can be difficult for me to really have those emotional connections with people. Um where I, where I want to share things going on, where I feel like I need to share things going on sometimes. Um, so I, I think it's just something to think about. I think it's a great example of like two men who are willing to do that with each other. Um, and you know they had so much going on. Another thing I think of too is there's, um, I was trying to find it, but I didn't write it down, where um, somewhere in this story where it talks about how um, the, their love was like sweeter than that of a woman um and that that they were that connected and like their souls were like that intertwined that like they'd rather have their friendship than um you know be in a relationship with any woman and i just think like i was just thinking like um that can be hard like it can sometimes people i think it's easy for us to feel like we have a better emotional connection with the person that we're interested in, you know, or we want to share more with that person than our friends. And, uh, I know I've like, I've felt like that before. So I guess a question I have is like, do you feel more emotionally connected to your girlfriends or your guy friends than you do to the person that you like or have liked, you know, do you feel like, do you feel that? I think that's a really, it made me think like, Oh, do I feel like that? You know, do my friends know me inside and out? Um, I think like all this stuff together, um, it like makes for great relationships. And I think if you do things like if you're, if you're focused on God, you're, and you're selfless, you're willing to share more and you're willing to be more vulnerable. Um, I think, yeah. And like Jordan was saying, I think these relationships do change the world. They change your, you know, they'll change the trajectory of your life if you have friends that you can be close to like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love uh, what you were saying with um, are we emotionally more connected with our friends of the same sex or with somebody that we like. I think that can be a really, really big temptation and a really easy thing to give into is like the person I like should know me more than 
my best friends or my guy friends and stuff, but we really need to make sure we also have those friendships with the with our same sex, with our with our guy friends or with our girlfriends, and um, and to make sure we go after. I think that was a really cool point and question to ask. But um, so kind of a couple closing questions for you guys is, is: Have you guys had a friendship like this before? Who is it? And write it down. If not, who would you want that friend to be? Are you talking in general or like for each, like say, one guy and then one girl? Or just in general? You can put it in general, whatever. If not, and even if you do have a friend, I would find a friend like this and ask them to do, with, to do this with you. Mm-hmm. I would even add a challenge on top of that to make it a little weird and be like, I want to make a covenant with you. I want to be your friend. And I want to have a very serious friendship. And I want you to know I'm devoted to you. And that I will give to you. I will be there for you. And that let's make this friendship between God. Let's make this friendship around God. I challenge you to do that. Even if they're like, what are you talking about, man? What are you talking about? I challenge you to do that and be like, hey, read your Bible. You'll you'll see what I'm talking about. But I I challenge you guys to have a friendship like that. And I, I challenge you guys also to reevaluate your friendships. Reevaluate: Are your friendships centered around God? Or is it just a two-way road as far as it's just you two? And if that's all that's in the friendship, is God actually in that friendship? Um, and find something in that friendship that you can grow in with your friends. And then some of your best friends. Um, and guys, just kind of some closing thoughts. Is, is If we have these friendships that are just based on emotions or just based on these commonalities or whatever it is that we are basing our friendship on, but it's not centered around God, we will not grow closer to God. We will not help our friends grow closer to God. You know, I think David and Jonathan were a true, true, true example of having a three-way friendship in the sense that it was David, Jonathan, and God. And that God was seriously at the center of their friendship and whatever they did, God was at the center of their decision-making of why they did what they did how they did what they did, and why they thought the way they did with their friendship. Um, and I think something that's even cool as I was just you know, meditating and thinking on this is, is we know David as the man after God's heart. And I think of just trying to make connections and thinking about Jesus wants us to love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. is one of the greatest commandments. And, and David going after his, God's own heart and, and thinking about Jonathan loving him as himself and David loving him as himself and thinking David, probably a part of the reason why David was a, God, a man after God's heart is because probably a friendship helped him so much to see loving someone as yourself and being selfless and having God-centered friendship and to be emotionally vulnerable with each other and seeing these things, I think, helped him to be so close to God, obviously, as he was in what we're studying out this weekend. Um, but guys, your friendships can change the world. Your friendships can impact so many people around you. They can impact their family, their friends, like we've said. I just really challenge you guys to look at your friendships and go after friendships like this that are not only deep, but they're strengthening and drawing closer to God. But guys, that's all that we got. Um, I think we got probably a little bit of uh, time for some feedback. If you guys have any questions or thoughts or concerns or whatever you got, we probably can do that for like five to ten minutes and then... We can head down there and be the first ones in line for lunch. But, but um, yeah, that's all that we got, guys. So I'm going to pray this out real quick. And then if you guys want to stick around and stuff, we can chat it up for a few minutes. But um, God, I'm um, just so grateful that 
we get to look at your scriptures and that we get to see the life of David and Jonathan and just see their friendship and, and see that the, the pact that they had with one another and that you were in their friendship um, and that you really helped them to draw closer to you and that they were able to help each other draw closer to you, God. And I pray that we can, in this room, have friendships like this. And if we don't have friendships like this right now, that we can go after friendships like this, Father, um, and that we can really pour into somebody um, as did Jonathan with David and David with Jonathan. And God, I just pray that we really can be selfless in our friendships, be you-centered and you-focused in our friendships, and to be emotionally vulnerable with each other and to be real with each other and help each other grow in those hard times and those amazing times and all the times. Um, but God, we're just really grateful that we have this example of David, and I pray that you can really help us to learn and grow from him this weekend. And and to see his life, and that you can really just expose our hearts and help us to grow closer to you this weekend. Um, and I pray, God, as we leave today, that we can go find some new friends, uh, that we can go find um, some of our friends that we already have, and that we can just go after friendships like this, God. Uh, but we love you, and we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.